Good evening. Today is Monday, June 14th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's steps are steps eight and nine, and our speaker tonight is Sharon W. Thank you, Sharon. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Amy, for asking me. I feel very blessed to be doing service um, on this meeting tonight. Um, uh, my name is Sharon. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I will give you a little bit of, of my story before going into steps eight and nine. Um, I am, I will be 60 years old this year and I didn't find OA until last year. So that gave me 58 years of every diet known to man and some that only I knew about. Um, binging and stashing food from as early as I can remember on Sunday morning to watch cartoons before everyone woke up. Um, in my mind, it was loneliness. And throughout my life, in my later years, we moved a lot with my hut for my husband's job. And on every move, in every country, I found those foods that would make me not lonely. And those would be the foods that um, that I would, I would binge on. Um, it was a lonely feeling. Um, it was hidden after I found OA and had told my family, they were all very surprised because it was, my body weight was maybe at a, a low of one, I'm five one, a low of 106 and a high, not during pregnancy of 170. So you know, people tend to not know, but if you could look inside here, a big mess, just every, every defect that we talk about um, with overeaters was going on up there. Um, couldn't really enjoy weddings, parties. Um, I knew nothing about football, but I was at every Super Bowl party. Um, so on February 7th of 2020, I had in my calendar, um, there was a Girl Scout cookie sale. Uh, my kids are grown, married, and I have five grandkids. I only knew that there was a Girl Scout cookie sale because I looked it up months before, when did it start so I could go and binge on Girl Scout cookies. And I looked to see where all the different places were. And that was a light bulb. Like how, forget about eating food off the floor, eating food out of the freezer, even the light bulb for me was my calendar had the Girl Scout cookie date in it. Um, and I looked up online, found an OA meeting on February 7th was my first meeting. And um, I've thank, thanks to OA, to God, to this program, I have been recovered abstinent ever since and recovered by the ninth step. Um, which I did quite quickly with my sponsors. So um, I'm very grateful this program works and I'm going to talk about steps eight and nine. Um, so, and, there, and, 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 and keeping in mind that this is my experience and my interpretation of steps eight and nine. And if you're working with sponsors or if you have other ways of doing it, please, you know, I, sometimes too much info is, is, can be confusing. So take what feels right and leave the rest. Um, so step eight, um, we made a list of all, or made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
One of the first points I want to make is amends. So I think many of us feel like making amends is saying, I'm sorry, but it's everything almost but that. Of course, you are sorry for the behavior, but amends is to, to make changes in the way we deal. So whatever harm we caused, we're apologizing for it, but we're telling them what we're doing moving, moving forward in life, what we're amending, how we're gonna be different, how we're gonna show up to people. So that's where the amends comes in. We're amending our behavior. Um, so, um, so, so step eight is getting rid of the fear, the guilt, the remorse, and the shame, um, and giving us the opportunity to live in harmony with all those we come in contact with um, every day. So um, the way I explain it, the, the first part is um, finding the personality traits that have caused harm. So um, I always wanted to be right. I still like to be right, but always wanted to be right to the point of shoving it down your throat, right? Um, yes, I can remember meeting someone and becoming friends and having a discussion. I remember what the discussion was about. It was about what had happened in Waco, Texas, many years ago. And I got, thank you. I got so uh, opinionated and, and angry that she didn't see my point of view that I literally never heard from this friend again. And I kept calling and calling because of course the other character defect was I couldn't deal with the, you know, neglect. I wanted to know, you know, what I had done wrong. Um, and that, that is how much I, I needed to be right. And it's har a horrible way to live or being irresponsible or, you know, any of your character defects. So you, you list your personality traits that, that cause um, an, uh, uh, difficulty in relationships. And then you go back uh, to the, find the areas such as at home, at work, social, where those character traits or those personality traits that cause those problems and who did they cause it with going back through life. Um, and it is, it's, it's truly eye-opening um, to do that. There's um, a, a sheet here that I'm gonna just kind of hold up because I, I didn't share it with us. So, and it is on oabigbook.info, oabigbookinfo.org, I believe it is actually. After, I'll, I'll put it in the chat after, okay. So this is the, this is the sheet that I like to use um, for step eight. So um, you, and it's columns, like if anyone, for anyone that's not uh, gone through um, the steps or is only on step four, it's just similar to step four, where you go down and you list all the people that you've harmed in your family, in your, going back exactly the way I said, thinking about, you know, the times you've been irresponsible, well, where was I irresponsible at home? Where was I irresponsible at work? Where was I irresponsible in life? Um, and so on and so forth. And so you go straight down that column. Then you go to the second column and you list the harm done to that person. The third column is possible amends for that harm. So it can be an apology, restitution, public acknowledgement or a living amends. I'm gonna explain those. 
So, um, and, and always face-to-face. -face. If you're making this amends, if indeed, so you make this list, some of these amends may not actually get made. You have to be willing to make them all, but if they're gonna cause harm to someone else, you don't make them. You, you, make a, you do a restitution. For, for instance, um, I've flirted with your spouse at work every day. Um, am I gonna go to the spouse and say, I've been flirting with your husband and I'm really, really sorry? No, but my living amends or my restitution is to um, have the, uh, live in, in God's ideal of never doing that again. That is not how I wanna live. I wanna live respectfully. I won't do it. Um, a really key point is um, that, and it's in the 12 and 12, we cannot buy our own peace of mind at the expense of others. And I find that really good to keep in mind because we don't wanna make amends or say I'm sorry to make ourselves feel better. We're clearing out the, the, the clutter. We're, 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 we're clearing our side of the street from all the harms that we've caused. But if it will harm someone else, we just don't do it. Um, and again, another really um, key point is um, to talk to your sponsor. I have my sponsees go through every amends with me um, because you definitely want feedback. It's not something you want to just kind of, you know, go with. You want to be prepared. You're going to do it once. You don't want to do it off the cuff. Um, you maybe want to have your amends written out, but I have had someone make amends to me and when they read from it, I felt more hurt than I did anything else. So I think there's, I think there's really good reason for writing out an amends that you're making um, face to face because you don't want to go off on a tangent and end up causing more harm, but you want it to be sincere. Um, and I'm going off on a tangent. I feel like I'm all over the place. Sorry. Um, okay. So, so apology, restitution, public acknowledgement. Um, they give examples in the big book. Um, I'm trying to remember, or there's one, and it may not be in the big book, of someone that had been um, taking money from the church when it was being passed around, and that was a public acknowledgement at church. Obviously, these are really, really difficult to do, um, but it's why they say that um, recovery happens after step nine. You feel, or I felt, um, like a new person after these and yes, many stomach aches later, um, but um, it was very, very helpful. So, um, and then, and then a living amends is just in, in if for, for someone that maybe is, has passed on um, or, or uh, somebody that you have um, gossiped about that you want to, you know, a living amends would be just changing your ways just living in, in, in the ideal that gossiping is harmful and I'm not gonna do that anymore. Um, one of the things with step eight, um, I know a lot of people go to their step four and take all of the people that they've had a resentment or their fears or their harms and they just put them onto this list. And yes, many, many of them will. Um, 
it was very confusing to me at first. So for instance, um, I had resentment with my dad um, for not really being there for me, but I definitely owed him amends because for the last 25 years, I've taken it out on him that he wasn't there for me. So that's, so um, I was resentful. So that's an example of, you know, how victim and victimizer, I guess, in a, in a mild form, obviously. Um, I, Lori C on, on many of his, um, podcasts talks about victim and victimizer. So, you know, like sexual abuse, um, which is obviously very serious. And I know people question how could they be, um, a, a, a victimizer? Well, if you've not reported the person that abused you and he's go, gone on to do that, um, to other people that could could possibly be an area where you'd um, need to make amends for actually not having turned them in and letting them cause more harm. And another um, little note that I have here that someone shared on one of I think my home meeting not that long ago was forgiveness is surrendering my right to revenge. So in order to make amends, there's got to be forgiveness in there somewhere, but it's not saying, oh, it's okay that you did that to me. It's saying, I'm forgiving you because I need to, to let go. I, I need to um, surrender my right to revenge because really it's just only poisoning myself. So, um, and another thing, um, and again, this was uh, in, in a, in a um, one of my amends, and I'm, I'm going to use the one that was with my dad. You know, I go through the whole um, amends, and at the end, you you typically ask, you know, is there anything else that I've done to cause you harm that you'd like to share with me? And um, my dad said, no, but I'm really surprised. That's all you've got. That's it. <laughs> so I I remember like going to my sponsor and being like, what the heck? Like that didn't feel good at all. Well, it's not meant to. You'll have every different um, emotion, but there can't be any expectations of the outcome. There will be people that will say, I don't even remember you doing that, but thank you for, for taking time to go over this with me, you know? And um, there'll be tears from some and there'll be, everyone is different, but it's not the outcome. It's just um, getting rid of the remorse, the guilt, the shame, and and the harm that you that we've caused um, for other people. Um, so so step eight is about making this list. Excuse paper. It's the list. It's deciding what the amends will be. It's um, it's and then at the very last column is, am I ready to do the amends now? sometime or never. Um, and those are the really key ones to discuss with someone, your sponsor or someone, because there were some amends that I thought needed to be made that didn't need to be made and others that I did need to make. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead on, I'm, I'm not sure of my time because I feel like I'm rambling. Uh, Michelle, can you give me a little bleep on my time? Is it Michelle timing? You have two minutes until you're at 17 minutes. 
So you're at 15. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. So step nine is made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except to do so when to do so would injure them or others. So that is, um, you know, what we were talking about. And the big book has a great example of, um, you know, if, if you owe money, um, and, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm really bad at memorizing the the uh, the word for word or or what it says. So I don't want to get it wrong. But um, if you're if 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 paying back money is going to leave your own family destitute, then you need to um, um, really think and talk through the best way to do that. Um, there are so many different types of amends. Um, I, um, you know, someone that cheated in an election can't go back, high school election, right? Let's say it was, you know, the school, you know, um, and it's now 20 years later, but it's always bothered them. Well, what, what would be, um, you know, a, a way to, to amend that behavior? Perhaps volunteer at a voting booth perhaps give, give a speak, get, go in and, and, and maybe speak at schools about, you know, the importance of, of, of these elections. And, you know, there, so um, there, there are many ways to make amends when they're not necessarily direct. Um, the one thing that everybody seems to be in agreement, as do I, is face-to-face. -face. Of course, I went- That's 17. Thank you. I went through my, um, steps eight and nine during COVID. Um, and there were some people that I was going to see like my, my grown daughters. So I waited and there were others that I did on FaceTime. Um, but because they, they just really couldn't wait and I couldn't see them. Um, I was very nervous. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to read from this paper, like this person had done with me, but I did have a, po a note card there with all the bullet points so I wouldn't get off tangent and start apologizing for things I didn't even do. Um, so, so that was um, obviously very, very helpful. Um, the, the last thing I wanna do is just um, share with you um, the, the ninth step promises because um, they, they are just, they're just very meaningful and um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and read those. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. 
Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. And I know that after my very first amends, I felt almost recovered at that point. I felt like, oh, I don't need to make anymore. And this is, you know, the 12 and 12 talks about how not to make that mistake, how not to make several of them and then think, okay, I don't need to make the rest. I've cleared half the street. I don't need to clear the rest because it really is important to do it all. But um, you will feel, or I felt um, uh, fair, clear, clear and able to make my the connection that I needed to have a spiritual program. So thank you so much for letting me share. Um, I hope I didn't ramble and um, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. That was absolutely wonderful. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're calling in from the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would our timekeeper, Michelle, please set a timer for three minutes for each share um, or three minutes for each response from, to a question from Sharon um, and announce when the time is up. Hey, this is Amy, very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. I'm jumping in. Sharon, that was fantastic. That was amazing. I appreciate so much how you began by speaking about how the amends are not just about apology. An amendment is not an apology. An amendment is a change. Is when you amend a document, you change it. Amendment is an amend is moving forward and saying, I want to align with this relationship in a different way. Now I wanna behave in a different way when I am confronted with these issues. I love also how you spoke about forgiveness is required beforehand in order for it to be sincere. I had that experience myself. I was, you know, before I was up to that, I remember being, you know, feeling because of COVID like desperate to make amends to my parents because I, didn't know what was going to happen. And I was fearful. And I was talking to somebody about that. And I, you know, was like, well, they did this to me and they did this to me. And she's like, oh, honey, you can't make amends yet. You haven't forgiven them. And it was, you know, it's true. Look, column two and column four can both be true, but that doesn't mean that the column two is, you know, has to be held in our hearts. So, so that was a really, really, really wonderful point. And I'm so grateful um, that you made it. And also for sharing that um, wonderful sheet, which I did post the link in the chat. So if anybody needs it, oabigbook.info has that great step eight and nine. Um, I'm actually gonna ask you if you could, one of the things I also loved was that you spoke about creative ways to make amends when you when it's either in the past and you can't, go back and correct something. I was wondering if you could sort of um, just give a little more sort of thought on, you know, ways to make amends in difficult situations when you can't do so. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
So um, I'm, I'm big on creativity. Um, and um, I actually, uh, when, when, a, when a sponsor can't quite figure out the best way, I like kind of brainstorming. So anyway, um, uh, so how about, do you want to give me an example of a harm? Sure. Um, say it's a situation where um, in the past, perhaps like in adolescence or early adulthood, um, we, we, um, uh, 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 I'm thinking of a specific situation. I'm trying to sort of anonymize it, but let's say that there's a situation where we didn't, we expected people to take responsibility for our feelings and, and we can't go to them and say, you were supposed to know, or you were supposed to like, how can I, uh, and again, I'm sorry if that's not specific, but I, but the, it's a very specific, you know, specific thought. Like, what do we do in that situation where? Okay, right. Okay, so is it that the person is not available? Is it that, that so like long lost, you, you know, you can't find them again, or to say to them, you know, you you did this when I put myself in the position to be hurt, you know, and you like that kind of thing. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, so going back to that person, even if you could find them, right, they might be married now. Um, you're, you would be bringing up, you would just be harming them um, again, right? Um, because, yeah, it, they're, it's going to cause them to keep things to themselves that they can now not share with anyone because you've come into their life again. So, so that even if you ran into them, you know, people have had a piff, you know, were just, they were coming out and they ran into something. They thought it was the perfect time to make the amends. But in that, in, in that instance, in that situation, it wouldn't be. Um, and so um, I'd want to give that one some thought though, but um, so, okay, um, volunteering at an unwed mother's shelter where they are going through some very challenging things and trying to figure out life. And now that we kind of are, you know, figuring it out and can, can share that with others um, would be a, a great way to do it. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of- That's time sort of. Okay. You can finish. It's cool. I think a lot Thank of you, a lot of things uh, can be that that we can't do face to face. We can um, make living, you know, helping up by helping other people in in whatever the closest. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, you can keep going. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no, no. I appreciate you bringing up volunteering and right. paying it forward and trying to help somebody else. That that was beautiful. And I apologize for the murkiness, but you did a great job. And Tammy, you're up next. I see your hand is raised. Yes, thank you. Um, and thank you, Sharon, for your share. It's interesting be that this is the, the step we're on because I have a friend who is on this step 
and I she's been tortured for the past week because uh, of an amends that she made per her sponsor's request um, that she uh, go to a grocery store where she stole something a while back and be face to face with the manager. And she also has some other stores to visit. Um, and she had a horrible experience and is terrified to continue on with her step. And this has really shaken her to the, her core and she doesn't wanna proceed on with the other amends for similar things. And, but her sponsor is very insistent that this be handled the exact same way. And I was just curious what, um, you know, you talk about the creativity behind uh, making amends. And what is your opinion about, you know, when at your core, you know, it's, you don't wanna follow what's being instructed or dictated um, because you fear your, your jobs, your whatever. What, what, just, what is your opinion on that? I'm curious. I think that, um, thank you for the question. Um, I think that um, I would have, as a sponsor, given her that same, you've got, you're not harming anyone by going back there. Um, it's if you if it's it's not across the country it's there's no really good reason not to go back there um but there so um you know i would still say that that is the right thing to do but you know um was it the kind of so it, for instance if if they said well we're going to report you well then i can see why she'd now be afraid to go and do that again most plate i mean and it also depends how long ago. Was it 20 years ago? Was it 10 years ago? Was it two years ago? Was she working there at the time? I think I would take a lot of things into consideration. If she was working there at the time, um, is very different than if she just went in and shoplifted because then she had a relationship with this manager. Um, and, um, but I still, I still, without knowing all of that, I don't think there, a creative way, if you've shoplifted a candy bar from a 7-Eleven, I can't, which is common, right? It's not uncommon, right. it's, you know. Um, there is another, uh, the, the, the right thing to do is to go in and make amends and explain that you've changed. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how she made the amends. So I don't know, was it in the way she, kind of delivered it? Was it a spiritual program? Was the manager just a little crazy? Like, in other words, like, I don't know why, what, yeah, I still think I would say, like her sponsor is, you, 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 you got to keep on, keep on keeping on. You, you, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know what she's fearful of, because I don't know what happened with that manager. And knowing that may make me have a different opinion. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Tammy. Thank you for the answer, Sharon. Wendy, you're up. 
Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Sharon, so much for your share. It was really wonderful. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, you had mentioned briefly that um, when you'd gone through your list with your sponsor, there were some amends that you didn't need to make. Can you explain a little bit more like what wouldn't need an amends? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I'm trying to uh, remember specifically, I'm one of those people that didn't keep her papers. Um, okay, here we go. So there was somebody that I didn't invite to my daughter's wedding. This is, this is a, an actual real one that I'm remembering about. And um, I didn't invite her because um, my daughter didn't, only wanted people that she knew so my close friends that she knew, cause we were keeping kind of small. I've got three daughters, lots of weddings. Okay. So um, I thought I owed her an amends. I haven't spoken with this woman since. I felt like I owed her an amends for not inviting her to the, the wedding. But um, there was a reason I didn't invite her. And it's not someone that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, do I want her back in my life? I'm okay without it. It was the guilt. The guilt is bothering me that I didn't invite her. That's not a reason to make amends. It, it may have harmed her, but everyone can't be invited to everything. And it was a small wedding. So that was where I had every intention to make amends to this woman. And my sponsor said, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> on the other hand, um, an amends that I wasn't going to make because someone had harmed me, um, she had me realize where I had also harmed them. And that was one in the big book they talk about where, you know, you, it's, I think it's maybe in the back of the book where you sit for two weeks and you pray for them to have everything that you have and um, until you can, you know, make the amends. And so that was one that I, I had ne that never on my list, that I will never make an amends, but yeah. Hope that helps. Thank you. Okay, I will, Amy posted in the chat, but I'll just 